Hello and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. We exist to see lives transformed through Jesus and are located in the heart of Surrey, BC, Canada. To find out more, visit us at horizonchurch.ca. We hope this message blesses and inspires you. Well, good morning. Lord Jesus bless you all today. Isn't Jesus wonderful? Oh, Jesus is wonderful. I'm so glad that I know Jesus. And uh, we want to say a very good morning to you, Horizon Church, to those of you in Princeton, and anyone else that's watching at any time. We want you to know that Jesus loves you. His heart is for you. He's absolutely, totally committed to you. And Jesus will change your life if you allow him to. And so as we worship him, it's one of the hallmarks of our Christian life is worship. And uh, we are actually uh, continuing our series on foolproof. And today I have the privilege of speaking to you today. And I've chosen a topic which may surprise you, I don't know, but all throughout my Christian life, there has been something that I have learned to do that has absolutely kept me safe, kept me calm, kept me recharged in Jesus, and honestly kept me going through very, very difficult times. And that is music, praise, and worship. Shocking, hey? Yeah. Wow, what was he going to talk about? Music, praise, and worship. Father, we thank you for your word. Your word is life and health and strength to us. And today, Lord, as we consider these elements that involve us as men and women of God, we ask, Lord, that you would teach us today, that you'd encourage us today, that you would show us today the importance of these elements of our lives. We thank you for continuing to bless our time together For we ask these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And everyone said, amen, so be it. Now, um, I'd like to just do something very quickly before we continue. And I'd like David, David and Kaylin, would you stand up, please? Let's say congratulations to them. They got engaged. Amen. They got engaged last week. So we bless you in the precious name of Jesus. May God continue to walk with you, talk with you, protect you, guide you, guard you, help you, and bless you in every way. And when you come to our minds, we will pray for you and ask God to continue to pour out his blessings upon you both. Amen. And God's people said amen. Amen. Thank you, Kaylin. Thank you, David. Amen. Wow. I remember that day, actually, just like it was yesterday, 
And now we've been married for 45 years. Wow, amazing, amazing. I remember when I was a boy, Sunday afternoons was rest time. My mom used to come to me and say to me, son, it's time to rest. Well, actually, me and my brother, I only have one brother, Graham. Michael, Graham, it's time to rest. And I used to say, oh, mom, can't I go next door and play cricket with Anthony? I love cricket. I'm an absolute cricket fan. You see, I grew up on it. Can't I go and play? She said, yes, you can, after you rest. <laughs> oh, man, okay. So we'd go to our room and we would rest. We didn't have to sleep. But what I found out was that mom and dad were music lovers. And that dad, in those days, he had the latest, greatest, hi-fi, telefunken, German-made hi-fi with all the super-duper extra speakers, the whole works. And we had acoustic tiles he put on the back wall of our living room, which was huge. And mom and dad used to listen to music while we were resting. And so they used to play classical music really loud. Even if we wanted to sleep, we couldn't sleep. Classical music. Then they would change it and we would listen to opera. That's right, opera. It's a word. Look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> and Mario Lanza used to just bellow forth. He was for, he was way before, you know, Pavarotti and Domingo and Correra. And, and Mario Lanza used to sing it out. And Joan Sutherland. The beautiful soprano used to sing it out. And then they would change to the Russian balalaikas. And then they would change to German music. <laughs> and they used to love that. And that's what they did on Sunday afternoons. They had a love for music. Do you know what? It wasn't a labor for me to have my rest times. Because I began to love that music. I began to participate in that music and unbeknown to my mom and dad, I used to stand and I was the conductor. And I used, oh, I've always been the conductor. Ask my wife. I conduct when no one's looking. And I used to conduct and just, oh, just not worship the Lord. But tears used to run down my cheeks. Music is a powerful thing. I wasn't even a Christian. Now on the flip side, I was also a Beatles fan, a Rolling Stones fan, and later on, Pink Floyd. I was not a Christian. My point in sharing this with you is that every single one of us loves some form, some style of music. Would you agree? 
And so God just ministered to, I didn't realize this, but I believe the Holy Spirit was in that. And many people today, they, they ask me, is listening to music a sin? Should Christians only listen to gospel music? Is secular music bad? Can Christians listen to rap, rock, country, pop, R&B, techno? I paused to say I had to look those up. <laughs> you see, music is extremely powerful, and it can have a huge effect on your life, positively or negatively. There is no denying that music influences our life. And although the main purpose of music is to worship God, you see, God created music. We worship God, right? With music. The band plays. Scripture does not restrict believers to only listen to Christian music. The problem, though, is that most, if not all, most, I've got to be, watch my words here, most secular music is not God-honoring and honestly, it promotes things that God hates. Once again, if a song promotes evil, if it promotes worldliness, if it gives you bad thoughts, bad dreams, changes your actions, changes your speech, or if the music artist likes to blaspheme the Lord and use F words, we should not words, F the F word. Honestly, we should not be listening to that kind of music. You see, when it comes to music, we can easily lie to ourselves. I've done it. And you probably have lied to yourself as well. And you say something like this, God is okay with me listening to this. But deep down, you know that God is convicting you. And deep down, you know that it's not okay with God for you to be listening to that music. It was Martin Luther and Martin Luther, the great theologian, the Lutheran, the protester, the theologian, he said, next to the word of God, the noble art of music is the greatest treasure in the world. God created music, but you know, Satan tries to trash his treasure. You have to be very discerning as a Christian when you listen to music. Now, music. We use music to worship the Lord, just as we did this morning with the beautiful band 
the, prayed, uh, the praise and worship team that just guided us through. Now, I'm going to read some scriptures to you. They're all from the book of Psalms. I'm not going to give their addresses. I just want you to listen and read along with me. The book of Psalms says so many times. I've just chosen some. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation on him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Now, during the course of music, in music, there are different instruments that are used in music. Again, psalms. Sing out your thanks to the Lord. Sing praises to our God with a harp. In front of the singers, after them the musicians, with them are the young women playing the timbrels or tambourines. So once again, what we have to do as Christians when it comes to secular and sacred, if you will, music, we all must admit that most secular music does not pass the Philippians 4.8 test. Well, what's Philippians 4.8? Philippians 4.8 actually says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Then there's joy, the joy of music. You know, good music leads to dancing and joy. Nothing wrong with dancing. Good music leads to dancing and joy, and it's usually always associated with celebrations. Music is a blessing from the Lord. It is such a beautiful, powerful thing that we should not take music for granted. Sometimes God uses it to speak to us. I strongly believe, I really do, that all Christians need to listen to godly music throughout the week. You see, godly music helps me stay calm. Godly music helps me be encouraged. Godly music helps me and my, helps me keep my mind on the things of the Lord. And when my mind is on the Lord, I sin less. I do. See, we have to discipline ourselves. And if I may remind you that a disciple is a disciplined one, 
And we have to discipline ourselves with the things of God. And also, we have to lose things in our life that we know God is not pleased with. Maybe you can think of things right now in this area of music that you need to loose in the name of Jesus, that you need to give up because God's been speaking to you about the music in which you've been listening to. Well, listen to the Spirit of God. He has something to say about that for your benefit. So once again, worship music is the best type of music for believers to listen to. Now, if you like a particular secular song that doesn't promote evil, has clean lyrics, doesn't negatively affect your thoughts or cause you to sin, then there's nothing wrong with that. Can somebody say amen to that? Okay, shocking truths, right? Okay, so we move on. So music is involved with praise and worship. It is the spirit of the music and the praise and the worship. It is the spirit. It is the heart of the man and woman of God that is important before the Lord. I think one of the most important things in our Christian experience is to know who we are in Christ. The Bible actually tells us that we are God's creation. In fact, in Isaiah 43, in the first verse says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, this is what he said, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. You see, when you become a Jesus follower, even before you become a Jesus follower, you're God's. He wants you. He does everything in his power to get to you through friends, through the preaching of the word, even through Christian music or whatever it is. And then you surrender your life to Christ. What a glorious thing. You see, God has created us fully. He has created our hands. He's created our arms and feet that we might praise him. He has created our voice. Wow. I always wished I could sing like Mario Lanza or Pavarotti. I always have. But I don't, so I won't. <laughs> okay? But, but, see, God has praised through our voice that we might sing his praise. We are created beings and were created to praise the Lord. You know, when I go out in these early mornings and I water my grass at six o'clock in the morning because it's so hot, I hear the birds singing and I know what they're doing. They're praising the Lord. You might think I'm crazy. I don't think I'm crazy. 
The birds are praising. Every creature praises the Lord. Even the peacocks close to where we live. Okay, so just as, and this is, you've got to realize this, just as it took faith for your salvation, so it takes faith to praise God. And the Bible says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. We want to be God pleases. That's Hebrews 11 verse 6. So it also takes discipline and humility. Now I know in the audience here, we have introverts and extroverts. And I know most introverts say, oh no, they're not teaching on praise again. Well, <laughs> I, I don't want to get up and do that thing. I'm an introvert. It's got nothing to do with introverts and extroverts or anywhere in between. You've got to believe me. It has everything to do with your heart before God. Okay? We're all different. We all worship in different ways and forms, but... I take what the Bible says and I try and apply myself to what the Bible says. It's got nothing to do with introvert versus extrovert or whatever. So David often declares in, in the Psalms, listen to this, he says, I will. So he speaks to himself. Sometimes, folks, I've got to speak to myself. I really do. My body is weak, my body is human, my body gets tired, but I will. Like David, I will, okay? He says, just a few verses, I will praise the Lord. I will show forth his marvelous works. I will sing his praises. I will glorify the Lord. Listen, sometimes I don't want to sing. And sometimes I don't want to particularly glorify the Lord. <gasps> You're fired, Pastor Mike. <laughs> no, I'm human. But then my spirit and my discipline kick in and say, I will. Amen. Got nothing to do with how you feel. Good. Only when I feel like it. I, no, sir. No, good lady. That's got nothing to do with praising the Lord. We do not praise the Lord because we feel like it. Here it comes. We praise him because we are made to declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light of his son. That's true. It's in the Bible. It's 1 Peter 2 and verse 9. Okay, so I want to walk you through a process right now. This is very important. A lot of people do not understand this, and I want you to understand this. There is a process you see, that is why we ask you to be on time to church. Why? Because there's a process that takes place. You know and I know, first of all, waking up on a Sunday morning and getting ready for church is not always easy. Hello, you've got to remember that you are in a spiritual battle. It's a battle between the flesh and the spirit. You'd ra I'd rather be playing golf sometimes. Not that I'm a very good golfer. I only play, I only play in the par three courses because <laughs> my woods are just non-existent. But I love sport. I love, I'm a real sporty guy, and, and I can kind of, you know, see my eye into things. And I, I, play, I love to play golf in summer only. <laughs> Maybe twice or three times a year. 
They don't always feel like worshiping the Lord, especially when it comes to prayer. Why? It's work. Sunday mornings when you wake up, it's work. You've got to discipline your mind. You've got to, you've got to align your mind with your spirit and your desire, your heart's desire. Okay, I, I, I've got to move on. So there's a process involved. So you get to church, you come in, and oh, you've got these greeters at the door. These are people who love you dearly. Their hearts just, just love seeing you come through those doors. And they say, good morning, welcome to Horizon Church. God bless you. That's a wake-up call. You didn't know it. Oh, it's a huge welcome filled with love. It truly is. But it's a wake-up call for you to say, oh, yeah, oh, yes, I'm actually at church now. And then you get to the ushers. You know, I know what a Sunday morning's like. And then you get to the ushers, and the ushers say, oh, good morning, welcome. Can we seat you, or, or would you like to seat yourself? God bless you. Oh, it's all about God. And you find your seat. And please, may I say, when you sit down, it's got nothing to do with introvert and extrovert. When you sit down as a brother and a sister in Christ, why don't you say hello to somebody in front of you, behind you, on the side of you? They'd love to know who you are. Okay, very silent. <laughs> okay, that's a mic thing, I know, but <laughs> it's life. These are my brothers and sisters. We're all related. We're in the, oh, we're in the fight of the fight of faith together. Let's know each other's name. Let's get to know each other. Okay, moving on. So now you sit there, then you get the pre-show. The pre-show's there to say, guys, we're just about to begin. Wakey, wakey, you know? And then the praise and worship leader gets up and says, would you stand with her, please? Let's worship the Lord together. Let's praise the Lord together. You get up and you go, oh, no. Oh, and you, like me, and you, 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 oh, you stretch your back and say, oh, man, I hope this is over soon. And then something happens. The worship team goes. And if you can picture a triangle, at the base of the triangle, those are the mechanics of, of praise. The mechanics of praise. Hallelujah. Oh, Daniel's got a new shirt. That's fantastic. And he had a haircut. Oh, I've got to find out where he gets his haircut from. Or maybe not. I don't know. But, you know, oh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Uh, oh, they've got new lights on the sea. It's mechanical. You're not there, right? Come on, be honest with me. I, I'm, I'm telling the truth. Hallelujah. Oh, they've got a new curtain. Oh, I love that color. But then something happens, and then you sing hallelujah, which means praise be to God or whatever song we're singing, right? It's discipline. It's, it's, it's work. It's work at first. It's work. Then something happens in the middle of the triangle from the mechanical, which is all body-related, body. Then you get to soul. That's mental. Suddenly something clicks. Oh, oh, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Oh, the music is beautiful. Listen to the worship of the people. Oh, glory be to God. And then you go further up 
the triangle to the apex of the triangle, that's spirit. So you've got body, soul, spirit. Mechanics, mental, spirit. And when, you, when you're praising God in the spirit, you could care less who's next to you. You're not bothered with the curtain. You're not bothered about Daniel's haircut. You're not bothered about anything. You are suddenly focused directly and completely on the Lord. Does that make sense? That is the process. Thank you. <laughs> you identify with me because I, I too am human. Just because I'm Pastor Mike, it's no easy session for me. It's work sometimes. Now, not all the time. Okay, let's, we've really got to move on. So then what is praise? Simply put, honestly, praise is having a relationship with the Father. That's what it is. What does the Bible say about praise? Well, the Bible has a lot to say about praise, not just in the Psalms, but it's good to start in the Psalms because Psalms equals praise, it equals prayer, it equals worship. That's what the Psalms are about. There's a key Psalm which I love in 29.2, which says, Honor the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Another Psalm says, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. Oh, that's so sweet. You have taken away... You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. Amen. Hallelujah, the Psalms. That I might sing to you and not be silent, O Lord my God. I will give you thanks. This is what, happen this is what happens when you don't have fingerprints. Okay, so the Psalms are the most precious book to worship the Lord, praise God with. Now, there are approximately six Hebrew words that translate praise, but we're going to look at three. One, zorma, means to praise God and the congregation on musical instruments. Musicians praise God on their instruments. Look at them. Aren't they beautiful? The next word is yoda, means to praise God with extended hands. Oh, how this man has changed. I used to mock Christians that went like this. Those people, you know, those people. Now I'm one of them. Totally, absolutely converted. Yoda is to praise God with extended hands, hands lifted up. Don't say I'll never do that. You will. God will get on your case. Shawbuck is a third. It means to shout. Shout? To shout aloud, to glory, to triumph, to shout hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah means 
Praise the Lord. Now listen, I know this is, I'm not comparing this to a hockey game or a rugby game or I'm not, but I've seen you guys get excited and I've seen you loud. He shoots, he scores! You know what I'm saying? Let's move on. You know, in the Middle East, when they praise God, they use high trilling sounds. Actually, in Africa, they do as well. In Zimbabwe, where I'm from, in Africa, my African brethren, they have a high, they go, Sorry, but that's what we do. I still do it today. I can't help myself because it's in my spiritual DNA. They call out L, L, L. Did you know? You didn't know, did you? You do know, of course, what they are saying is we shout approval we cry out in delight with everything within us. That's why we get excited as Christians. This cry was used when something happened in the village, or this cry was used when soldiers returned from battle victorious. This was a cry of tremendous excitement. L, L, comes from the Hebrew word, hello. Hallel, which is the word we get, hallelujah. Hallelujah tells us, in whom we approve. Because the last three letters of hallelujah are J-H, which is a name of God, Jehovah or Yahweh. So, what we are saying when we shout hallelujah is an intense, brilliant trilling, glorious, victorious, holy, absorbing shout for God. We are saying, let's celebrate God is good. I mean, can you say that? Of course you can. It's wonderful. So praise is defined this way. Praise is defined as thanksgiving, glory, exalt, edify, extol, bless, worship, communion, relationship, closeness, bowing, kneeling, tribute. Praise is also, this will shock you, leaping, dancing, clapping hands, shouting, playing on musical instruments, celebrating, chanting. And we just have a plain English word. Let's praise. So now you know what's in that word praise. So when we say let's praise the Lord, it doesn't mean very much until you look into it. And this is very important. Praise isn't doing something for God. Praise isn't doing something for God. It is presenting your body to him. That's what it is. I have no qualms in raising my hands and presenting my body to the Lord. I have learned it. I, was, I didn't always do it. I was taught it. And I had to will it through because it's Bible. 
And no one forced me. I just decided one day, you know what? I'm going to do what the Bible says. It is giving of yourself so completely that you become one with the Father. I confess today I was weeping in worship. Praise the word. This morning I was weeping. I was so touched by the Lord. We know we have been created to praise him. We also know it's his will. And so as we, we're almost there, praise is ministering to God. It's astonishing when you read the word of God how many times and how powerful praise is. It's astonishing. 1 Corinthians, 1 Chronicles chapter 16 and verse 4 says, the Levites were chosen to minister to the Lord and to carry the ark of God. But look at this. Their job was to sing unto the Lord. The next verse says, tells us how with lyres, with harps, with sounding cymbals. Verse 6 tells us they blew their trumpets continually before the ark of the Lord. God has sanctioned this kind of praise toward him. And then in the New Testament, in Revelation chapter 1 and the 6th verse, the Bible says, it tells us that we, we, us born-again Bible-believing Christians, that we have been made kings and priests unto God. That means we should, just like Hebrews 13, 15 says, offer the sacrifice of praises to God continually for which such sacrifice God is well pleased. So what happens when you praise God? Our faith increases. Doubts dispel. Would you agree with me after you've worshipped the Lord, you've praised God, there's a difference from when you first started and then when you finish? Would you agree with me that you feel more closer to Jesus than before you started? Absolutely. Praise also is a spiritual weapon. A new song is one that is sung afresh daily. Only as we sing in the Spirit will we fulfill the command to sing a new song. Can be in the Spirit, I mean in your native language or literally in your spiritual language. It continues in the congregation of the saints. We are to sing a new song in the Spirit together. So here's what happens when you praise. You bring pleasure to the Lord. You receive honor and liberty from the Lord and you put Satan to flight. Jehoshaphat sent the choir boys. I put that there. Jehoshaphat sent the worshipers, the praisers first. I, I was a soldier. You, you don't send the choir boys first into battle. But it's a spiritual weapon. Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat sent the choir boys first, the worshipers, the singers. When they began to sing and to praise God, uh, to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the enemy. My friend, when you're struggling, sing. I don't want to sing. Sing. I don't want to sing. Deliverance comes when you sing. 
You praise when you don't want to. Yes, it's hard. Psalm 32, 7 says, You are my hiding place. You, Lord, protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs and shouts of deliverance. So praise is healing. Praise is strength. Praise is power. Praise is love. Praise unites. God moves in united praise. Praise is a way of life, and it should be our way of, our way of life, church. Then how do we worship? Very simply put. There is a difference between praise and worship. I'll put it very simply to you. When we enter into high praise, the apex of the triangle, remember I mentioned to you, we, that's when we begin to worship. The Hebrew word for worship means to prostrate in homage, to bow yourself down, to fall down flat, to reverence yourself before God, to make, to stoop. So when you worship, when you worship, you're not asking God for anything or you're not asking God for something. You're not thanking God for anything when you worship. In praise, you thank God for what he has done. In worship, you adore God for who he is. And until we are at ease to leap into his presence, there is no way we can lay prostrate at his feet. We are responsible. We are responsible for our relationship to God. We need to worship him even at home. We're not supposed to be conscious of one another. We're supposed to be conscious of the Lord Jesus. We're supposed to come ready to worship on Sunday mornings. And I close with this, that there's no set pattern to worship. The Holy Spirit cannot be manipulated. And many times, I think we cease praising and singing in the Spirit too abruptly. And we miss what the Spirit realm, we miss the uh, Spirit realm entirely. There are no boundaries and time in this ministry. You'll find that when you worship God, time will just go. The Holy Spirit is never in a hurry. We live in such a carnal state of mind, though. We live in such a carnal state of mind. It is a constant battle just to renew our minds daily and to take real discipline on our part to praise the Lord. Now ask the band to come forward. Now we're not going to have a praise and worship session, just relax. I mean a full session. But as the, as the band comes forward, can I ask you to stand to your feet? <laughs> oh, oh my body, oh, he's not doing this really, is he? He is, he is. Now listen, we're just going to sing two, two songs, you know, in and out. I'll let the band play. But I just want you to remember what we've said. And I want you, I want you just to, maybe you've never lifted your hands before. 
I just want you to lift your hands. I'll ask everyone that can even close their eyes. No one will even see that you're lifting your hand. And just sense how free that is. You don't have to stand like a soldier or stand at ease with your hands behind your back. You don't stand with your arms crossed on your chest. No, you drop your arms. And if you really, really want, you can start here, just like here. And then here. And then here. Can I ask you just to concentrate, discipline yourself? I'm not going to talk to you. I'm just going to close and pray when we're done. It's not long. Can I ask you to discipline yourself? Just picture Jesus. I don't know how you picture Jesus. You're worshiping the Lord. It's just you and Jesus. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this message from Horizon Church. To find your next step, visit horizonfam.ca. Have a great week.